0: with them, take our hearts, take our minds, and think with them, take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you and all your people. Amen. Amen. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth, the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating for I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. Bible scholars refer to this as the new heaven and new earth passage. These are God's words spoken through the prophet Isaiah to the people of Israel who've been through much difficulty. This passage from Isaiah 65 gives us a message of hope a vision of health and wellness, a promise of life full of joy and abundance. It's a vision for us to behold and live into. It's our hope. It must be our goal, too. It is what God calls us into, what God calls us to become. So how do we get there? In the Gospel reading from Luke, Jesus says that the temple will be destroyed. The people were describing how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts from God, or gifts for God. And Jesus tells them that it will come crashing down, and not one stone will be left on another. We often hear this in the rest of the passage as an omen of the coming of the end of this world as we know it. But that's a broad brush stroke, and I hear a lot of hope in this reading also, although there may be some truth in that as well. But what if we interpret this a little differently? Maybe we're being invited to let go of things we have come to idolize and hold on to, those beautiful stones and the gifts to God. What if the message is about making room for new things to grow? and flourish. If we listen to the invitation, what is it calling us to do in our time now, today, and tomorrow? What are the things we need to let go of? God is helping us envision a new heaven and a new earth. We're not going to remember the old ways, and we'll have new ways. And this all speaks about how we participate in God's vision, how we take the blessing of God's abundance and let them flow in the cycle of blessings. Our abundance, mine and yours here at St. George's, is the six holy currencies. God is putting before us a vision of wellness, of spiritual and social health for the whole community of God. And by the way, we're all part of the community of God, whether we're sitting in these pews here or on a park bench outside right now. We're all created in the image and likeness of God. And now, perhaps more than ever, we must live explicitly into the five questions in our baptismal covenant. I meant to bring a prayer book with me. Do you remember those five questions that are at the end? Let's see if I can get to that quickly. I said them just last week. Oh, did you refresh them last week? Oh, lovely, yes. So, uh, the baptismal covenant. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching, gathering together in community to break bread? Will you resist evil and whenever you do, fall repent and return to the Lord? Will you proclaim by word and example Not just our words, but our example, too, the good news in Christ. Here are the two that I really like and I love about your ministries here. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? That's happening. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? That's what those five questions call us to. In order to do that, though, Some things will need to be torn down and let go of. Notice that in, in Isaiah, God says, I'm about to create new heavens and a new earth. God doesn't say, I'm creating or I created. God says, I'm about to create. That's our invitation to participate, to plow the fields and scatter the good seed on the land so that the rain and the snow may water the earth so that God's word will return, having fulfilled its purpose. That's our work, to enable God's word, to keep the cycle of blessings flowing. And the epistle gives us part of the answer of how we create division. It's not through idleness, (laughs) but through work. The second letter to the Thessalonians says, brothers and sisters, Do not be weary in doing what is right. Do not be weary in doing what is right. The garden club, the cooking club, hospitality, welcoming the stranger, a friend, and so much more. So here's a story of a church we worked with that was tired and tore down some of the old ways and found new life maybe the new heavens and new earth. We, the Kaleidoscope Institute, were leading dialogue workshops with a congregation. They had about 25 members and were pondering that they wouldn't survive. Pondering closing the doors. One day two members were standing at the church, standing at the front door, and they saw a couple of people walk by, homeless and hungry. One member said to the other, "Hey." We have lunch meat in the refrigerator. And the other said, I have some bread. They made sandwiches and fed the hungry in their midst. And feeding two two people turned into feeding 20 or 30 weekly. The parishioners found new energy and new life as they tore down some old ways and found new ways to be among God's people. They used their resources their currencies, and participated in the flow of the cycle of blessings. They used their wellness, both internal and external. They used their relationships. They used their truth. And all these were exchanged as they used time and place and gracious leadership to actually take that bold step. They let go of old things, old ways of thinking and being. So, what might you have to let go of to participate in the Jesus movement? To create new heavens and a new earth? To heal a broken and battered world desperate for wellness, wholeness, relationship, and the knowledge of God's abundant love? What must crumble and be forgotten so God's love can flourish. Amen.